You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, an interview series with the world's most inspiring women in business. These are honest business conversations over a glass of wine to help you shortcut your success in business. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, three times founder, huge wine enthusiast, and always willing to share all of the gory business details to help you grow your business, no matter what that looks like to you. If you want more spark in your business, check out our membership Spark 365 for daily business growth tips at sparkfoundersprogram.com. And a huge shout out to Spark TV sponsor, IP Australia, for their amazing support of the Spark podcast and women in business. I am very excited too. Let's start out by telling everyone everyone who you are and what you do gosh that's such a loaded question well hello my name is Hannah I'm from New Zealand um born in Auckland and and I am a bit of a business guru I've got a few under my belt I currently have um seven I was juggling these seven with full-time work but as of two weeks ago I quit my full-time job so I could go full-time with all of my seven side hustles and everything um, I'll run through them really quickly. Yeah. Um, so first of all, it's Dear the Series. So Dear the Series is a series of guided journals because I really wanted um, to, to help people in their mental health journey. And I wanted people to um, help them in their self-discovery journey. And so it's literally these journals called Dear Future and Dear Me. And it is basically running you through your future for Dear Future, obviously. And it's kind of prompting you to think about what should my 10-year goals be? And how mm. can I get there? Because it's so great to have a goal, but actually, what about the steps? Have you got those steps in place? So that's Dear Future. Then I've got Dear Me, which is very much self-discovery, very much deep, you know. Have I been hurt in the past? How have I been healing mm. from that? Should I go seek out? So it's all these kind of things. It's really deep. Um, so that's Dear the Series, and that's my my proper business kind of, business um I also run a non-profit organization so that is really fun it's called Dear Community we're launching again in Australia uh, we did launch last year and then we've pulled it back because I was getting too busy but we're going to relaunch there and it's essentially for girls for women age 18 to 35 to come together and meet because actually it is really hard to make friends as a as a woman it's really hard unless you're a part of a cool club or a group mm. it's actually pretty much impossible so we just literally have um these these groups we we'll go to him bowling go to picnics so that's really fun it's called dear community cool. um and then I've got like a marketing agency called seven um the reason why I called it seven was because it was the seventh thing that I was doing <laughs> um so I thought it was a bit fitting um uh, but yeah I kind of do content creation and social media uh, consulting um then I also have dear brides which is wedding content creation for weddings um and so that's a very new industry it's quite big in Australia it's still starting in New Zealand there's only two of us in New Zealand um then I have dear listener which is my podcast and then um I also have a a vintage selling account on Instagram I don't really touch that but finally I have TikTok and TikTok is a business where obviously I, I treat it as a business but it's just posting posting stuff and um collaborating with brands so that is me in a nutshell uh, juggling I, things. I love that so much because also uh, hashtag diversification, you know, like having multiple revenue streams for you as a human slash business is also a very smart idea. I love that. Mm-hmm. How did this happen? So you just said you quit your full-time job. What were you doing as you started to grow all of these businesses? 
I was actually a buyer. So I was assistant buyer um, at a big retailer. So it was, it definitely helped me in terms of the Dear the Series side because it's, I'm approaching different, you know, um, Myers. I actually went over and literally dropped off. I went to Melbourne to the Meyer head office and just dropped off my book. And like, it's it's really given me the ability, the confidence to go, I know how to pitch to brands because people have pitched to me before. Um, Mm. So I know both sides. I know the lingo. So yeah, I was assistant buyer. I also got a property um, kind of background. So yeah, it's, um, and how did you go about? So, you know, okay, you're an assistant buyer. Great. But then you decide you want to create a product-based business. Like how did you go from idea to physical book in your hand to start selling? Well, I have always wanted to be a business girl. I have just, I've always had these ideas in my head. And then finally I was listening to Girls That Invest. I was and she had said, do like launch a business where you're marginally better than someone else. And I was like, oh, there's nothing. Like there's actually nothing. And I was like, well, hang on. I love to journal. I love to write. So I'm like, what about prompted journals? I love to journal and I can just write, you know, whatever Mm. comes. But I know there are a lot of people that get quite daunted by the fact that they open up this book and it's white and they're like, I don't know what to write. (laughs) So I was like, why don't I create something that's prompted? So we literally have these beautiful designs and colors and it's prompted. It helps people to journal. And so that was launched. I had the idea in January last year. And after two weeks, I had found my factory. I'd finished the first book and I'd sent it off to the um, designer. And so it was very much fast very fast but um yeah literally now two years later I've got two books and about 30 stores as well so it's very exciting that's so cool and also I love that you just said you know what had the idea within two weeks had the had the things I think people sometimes think that it's got to take a long time you know that you've really got to labor over things and so I absolutely love the idea of shipping something super quick um But was that, how did that happen? Like, was that a smooth process? Did you search on the internet? Like, talk me through if I decide tomorrow that I want to create a journal, what would I do? So, yeah, I, it was the summertime and I kind of sat down and literally I was still working full time, but what I would do is I would start work at seven or sometimes 6.30. So I would finish work at three or 3.30 and I would spend the entire evening and all weekends searching up like book printing places in China Mm. um, and and researching what is out there. What are my competitors doing? Um, And and I just threw myself into it. And that's the thing with me is like, I will run very fast rather than going, oh yeah, like I guess I'll just dabble in that and I'll wait a few years. No, if I have an idea, I'll go for it. Sometimes I probably need to slow down, but (laughs) no, I just, I had the idea and I, I wrote all the prompts and I sent it off to my designer and I think yeah like you said you you can do things fast you do have to be cautious that you're not cutting corners because that's the series is we I did come into a lot of delays a lot of delays a lot of um problems my designer was not good she'd finished it she sent it to me and I hated it I had sent it off to a friend and she said to me oh like you designed that yourself it looks like you've done that in word and I was like no I paid a designer to do that she goes that's it's terrible so I just lost like one and a half thousand dollars. And I think maybe what I could have done is actually looked at her work and been a bit more slower to go, okay, hang on, who's the best designer? Where could it save mm. me a bit of money? Um, so I definitely 
I didn't cut corners, but I, I probably could have slowed down and gone, hang on, what's the best option? But yeah, definitely wasn't smooth sailing. Yeah. Well, and that's interesting, isn't it? I guess there's pros and cons to running fast and or going slow. Like you've kind of got to find, you know, what works for you. You also mentioned that you're stocked in 30 stores. Holy yeah. crap. How did you go about people are always asking about getting stockers? Yeah. Like, how did you go about that? Well, it's funny how you say 30. Well, for me, I'm like 30. No, like I want my my goal was 50. All of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm frustrated because I want more. Um, because that was my goal. And and I'm a very goal-driven person and I've got a goal and I want to reach it. Um, I my dad's an amazing business guru and I give him all the kudos for this, but he we sat down and we wrote a really good pitch. And like I said, I've received mm. so many pitches, I know what's a good pitch. And I actually had a lady pull me aside and she goes, Hannah, that was the best pitch I've ever received in my entire career. Oh um, my god, that's amazing. Yeah. And so I I felt very, very honored and I was very very stoked that it actually came across well still obviously I reached out to over 100 stores and only have got 30 um I think uh, excuse me hold the phone that's a huge hit rate <laughs> oh, for me, you I'm overachiever like, oh, you <laughs> I wanted them all I wanted yeah. all of the stores but yeah no I'm definitely grateful for the stores that have backed me um and and they're amazing I I need to keep up um yeah the relationship with them uh for my next books coming coming through but I still yeah I'm now at that stage where people are slowly approaching me rather than me pushing 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 for them um but yeah it's it's been a been a big journey I think getting stockists making sure that you just find the right vibe what I was quite Mm -hmm. sneaky is I found a similar product but not a competing product so Mm. I find cool candles maybe maybe or like cool glassware and I would look at where they were stocked and then nice. I would piggyback off them and go, okay, cool. That store. So That's that was so really smart. Fun. I love that. It's so funny. I remember a friend of mine had a fashion retail store once yeah. and the brands, he was like the way brands make a decision. They're like, is that brand stocked there? Well, I want to be stocked there. So nice. it's actually like a really interesting yeah. idea of, yeah, find yeah complementary products yeah and leverage the fact that they've already done the work and you know you know that shop obviously likes that vibe so a good place to start yeah yeah definitely that's my biggest tip yeah for people that that's so good that's so cool and did you literally just cold email them yeah so I um I am an overachiever and I did try and um run a bit too fast and so I called up all the places in London and Australia and I was like get me into there and I realized oh hang on I need to dominate New Zealand market first Mm. then Australia then Mm. I can go abroad um and so yeah I just emailed I called I cold called I visited stores if if I could um mainly it was emails and I just keep emailing um I've emailed stores many times because they, they've if they haven't replied I'm like they obviously haven't seen it and I had um I emailed a few emails to this one store and I called them up and they said oh I've never received your emails and because these stores get so many emails every day yes it just gets missed and so you do have to follow up don't feel bad if you've if you've sent one person an email you go oh no that's me done tick them off the list no 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 keep following up Literally, I've got, yeah, I'm up to probably my fifth email for lots of, lots of stores. I'm going to keep going until they say no. Yeah, I love that. I just, I love that because it's so, you know, there's that saying like, 
um, you won't get if you don't ask, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, Which but you're so funny. right. We're, we're so worried about like annoying people mm-hmm. that we just stay small and go, oh, I don't want to harass them. But it's like, like you said, they're like, oh, we didn't even see it. We didn't get it. Like send it to us. You know, people want, you know, stores need new products for their customers. So reaching out is not a bother. A hundred percent. And I would also recommend doing a massive push before the trade shows um, because that's where the stores will actually use up all their money. So don't go and pitch to people now because a lot of these stores have just gone to the Melbourne um, gift fair, which was last month. And so make Mm. sure that you're pushing your products just a few weeks prior because that's when they're cashed up and ready to buy. Oh my God, that's so smart. Did you do the trade show or did you do everyone like in advance of that? Oh, so I went over to Melbourne to go visit the trade show to see if it was worth me going um life and style was amazing in melbourne i would recommend it i'm still deciding if i want to do it myself um whether i just yeah approach people approach agents but i don't know i'm still undecided so yeah we'll see we'll see Oh, so good. No, it's always just interesting, like um, the different approaches, right? Like you said, email, call, visit people in person. Yeah, there's trade shows. There's, I know some people that just send samples to um, boutiques as well. So there's so many options. I, I just love that because, you know, just don't give up until you hit your goal. 100%. Just keep going. I think, yeah, if you can pop in, that's where I've received a few of my stockers is just literally going hey this is my book would you like to see and they're like actually yeah in person that's it is really cool and like yeah I think definitely send your um products because mine are quite expensive um cost for me that I didn't want to go and send it to 100 people that was going to be very expensive so I just chose a few that I really really liked um and literally I just rocked up to head offices without even booking an appointment which I don't know if I would recommend doing that but yeah ballsy Ballsy. (laughs) I like it (laughs) oh that's so good and do you sell online as well or just wholesale yeah cool yeah so sell online um and then we ship across the world Uh, but I'm hoping to get maybe a 3PL in Australia so it's just a bit cheaper for shipping um because I think it'd be really cool to really get into the Australian market a lot a lot more because I think it is um a product that a lot of Australians will love so yeah absolutely no, I think journaling is amazing and and you're spot on, right? Like it's a it's a take on it, you know, providing those prompts that doesn't exist at, at the moment. So I think exactly. it's super cool. People need that. It's, oh. it's addressing a need. Exactly. It's thought provoking. I even had one girl, she said to me yesterday that her and her best friend were going through, like her best friend was going through a really hard time. And so they went to the local store and they picked up a book. They picked up Dear Me and they both did it together. So they would both go, hey, let's do this page together. And the friend had said, um, to her other friends said this book has literally changed my life and how I've seen myself because it's actually wow. it's made me realize the things maybe that have hurt me and then address those problems and and actually realize I'm not just I'm not just broken like I've actually I've got all these things that I can slowly start to work towards making me kind of feel whole again oh my god <laughs> so, yeah, that's so this. beautiful yeah that's so, incredible it was kind of a career highlight. I was like, yes, I'm doing something right. Cause yeah, I think it's nice. Yeah. When you get good feedback. Oh, it's amazing. Isn't it? And I think like, it doesn't even matter how good a, you know, cause that you have. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if nobody gives you a little pat on the back, you're like, am I even doing the right thing? Like, I is know. this even worth it? <laughs> I, know. I know. Definitely. Mm. It's that positive. Yeah. And I actually have in my book in DME, 
encouraging things that people have said to me. And there's five pages because I realized that, you know, someone will say something nice to you and you go, oh, cool, thank you. And that's mm. it. You, you literally, you don't even take it in. So it's time for you to go, okay, I'm going to write it down. And then when you're feeling down, you can actually open it up and go, whoa, these people have said these things about me to me. And I'm yeah. not going to feel because I've written them down. So that's a and little I- part I think that's so powerful too, because a lot of people don't say, just don't say things like, so if someone's gone to the effort of like paying you a compliment or giving you feedback Mm. or saying something lovely, like hold on to that. That's so lovely. Exactly. No, hundred percent. So no, that's good. And how do you find navigating um, or how, how did you find navigating going from being employee to business owner? Was that a big shift for you or did you find because you side hustled it for a little while, you were kind of ready to take the leap? Yeah, I think I was definitely very much ready. I pushed myself a bit too far that two weeks prior to quitting, I completely burnt out mm. to the point of, like, I was on the edge for, for a whole year going, okay, am I? Oh, no, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then it was literally to a point that I was like, nah, like, I, I really, I can't do this. And I think the lifestyle that I live is not a lifestyle that I promote. I want to promote to other people. I think mm-hmm. the hustle culture is dangerous, but it's making sure you have that balance. I'm yeah. all for working hard. And I think it's important to work hard to get ahead, but it's having that balance that you're not getting yourself burnt out because that's so dangerous. And the feeling that I felt was just, I was like, I never want to get to this stage ever again. Um, I just took on too many things. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've got seven. So I had clients, I had social media platforms that I was looking after for clients. And I was like, oh, this is, I just pushed myself too much. My personality, I'm an ENFJ, which is Myers Briggs personality. It's like the achiever. And our personality wants to do everything, everything yeah. all at once. So, yeah. Um, yeah, going back to your question, I think moving from full-time work to, to self-employed, I think it's been a bit of a relief. I'm still I'm still running, you know, very fast. I've taken on a client, which is now 10 to 20 hours per week. So it's not going from 100 to nothing. It's actually, I'm still still going fast. So every day is still busy. I still wake up at five and still go to bed late, working, you know, massive hours. But mm. um, I'm a lot happier, yeah. That's so good. And do you do things like now that you're aware of that, okay, I don't ever want to get back to that burnout stage. Are there things in your toolkit that you use to try and stay balanced? Mm. I think one thing that I want to do is maybe not working in the evenings. Um, but it's just like, oh, you know, I've got so much to do. I may as well. Um, but maybe um, what we've recently hard done. when you like it too. Like when you know. actually like doing it, it's kind of hard. Like, oh, I could just do that one more thing. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so hard. But um, I live with a flat of these six girls. And so every Tuesday night we do games night. And so it's going, okay, I'm going to nice. prioritize spending a whole night with my flat rather than me having to always gravitate towards my phone and my laptop um Sunday's day off all Saturdays depends but I've got at least one day where I'm just like no I'm not going to touch anything um that's I'm you know starting tennis and I'm reading I'm like this is something I know I need to do even though inside of me it's like I could be doing so much but I'm like no no breathe I can do this one day and I think it will be so worth it Totally. And it is funny. You do have that feeling of guilt like that. Oh my God, I could be, what if I worked the seventh day in the week? How much could I accomplish? But sometimes it's counterintuitive. Like you actually need that rest day or rest days to then perform really well on all the other days. Totally, totally agree. And I think I definitely found that since taking a Saturday or Sunday off, I'm like, whoa, 
I actually I do feel a lot better I feel a lot happier yeah. um, so I think yeah really important you put yourself first do you I have a, a random question for you because you have a couple of different business types yeah do you prefer the product businesses or the service businesses oh I feel like my product business is very much the last of my priorities because yeah. it's kind of good because my the stores are doing the hard work really yes um yep. you know if they sell they come they order I send it off b2c I am very slow at that and I need to pick it back up mm-hmm. I love wedding content creation I love dear brides that is yes. my heart so I think service um based I do like in terms of growing it though is really tricky because mm. I do want to grow do the series um into a business where it doesn't have to just be me um mm. so yeah I'm I def- I love them both, but I think my heart really lies with service. Maybe I don't know. That's a really tricky question. I want to. I mean, I'm I'm super interested in it because I'm listening to some stuff at the moment about choosing business models for your personality type. Oh, wow. And you know, if you're the type of person that loves the client delivery, or you're the type of person yeah. that loves the marketing, or yeah. you know, just, so I'm just always fascinated because I'd not really thought about it. I. I think I just created my businesses to solve a problem. And then at different stages in the different businesses, I've kind of gone, oh, I don't like this. This sucks. I don't want to do this. But it's so it's only through trial and error that Mm -hmm. I've kind of figured that out. But now I'm listening to a few things where it's like designing it intentionally. And I'm like, oh, that sounds way smarter. (laughs) Who would have thought? That's crazy. Like looking at yourself. And going, what is my personality? Well, I'm a very much a people person. That is another yeah. part of my personality. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why I do love people. Totally. Yeah. Because the wedding, so that one is you do the behind the scenes, like social content, don't you? That's so smart. I only just found, like when I was researching you, I was like, hang on a second. Cause okay. So this is timely. Cause I'm getting married on Monday and I was like, so I spoke to the photographer and I was, and we were both like, um, you know, and you know, photographers are very expensive. Their work is amazing. And, but it takes a few weeks and I'm like, well, we kind of yeah. want a handful of photos to share on the day. Right. And yeah. we're eloping. So no one's coming. So I'm like, my mom wants photos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I saw your service and I was like, holy shit, this is genius. This is like exactly what you want. Like all the behind yeah. the scenes, like the raw, the yeah. social stuff, like it's in, on your phone, like on the day, whatever. Yeah. That's so smart. Like, how did you figure that out? Well, I, I pretty much piggybacked off, off America. And um, yeah. I think it was in America where we first saw it and Australia picked it up very fast, mm. like extremely fast. And I think people are very much willing in Australia to trial things. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I, I can't say that I came up with the idea, but I love taking content. I do content for businesses. I do content for so many other things. I actually had already been doing behind the scenes content for friends, um, but I never thought about making it into a business. So when I saw other people doing it, I thought, well, hang on, like I'm already doing it for friends. I always shoot videos for friends and make it into a reel. Why don't I do it for other people? And so, yeah, like I said, New Zealand is slow they're like oh it's tacky it's like well actually it's not when you no. get back all your when you get back your footage you yeah. are not going to find it tacky it is very cool um and I think look if you're a girl that's on TikTok and you want to go viral it's your best bet because it is portrait mode um yeah it's it's pretty cool it's a cool service and I think um anyone that has access to a wedding content creator nearby should mm. so go for it 
Oh, a hundred percent. I think it's so clever. Like, and it's sort of, I feel like, cause one of the problems that I have with the photographer is like, I'm like, I don't want to be posing for photos all day. Like this sounds like the worst yes. time ever. Like, yeah. I love the idea that there's somebody just capturing the silly fun, you know, moments and it's yeah. casual, you know? And I think that's so many people reflect on their days and kind of go, you know, I wish I just relaxed a little bit more and kind of got into it. So I think it's so clever. You're very smart. So good. Thank you. <laughs> so um, look, I want to wrap with one last question for you. So yeah. as, um, you know, somebody who has multiple businesses across multiple yeah. industries, multiple types, um, reflecting on all of those things and your time in business, is yeah. there a piece of advice that you would give to another female founder or another woman in business? Um, you know, something that's kind of helped you keep going on those tough days. I think it always comes back to this one quote that my grandma gave me and she said, each day and each experience shapes the person that you will become. Mm. And I think whenever I go through a tough time and I go, why is this happening to me? You know, I, I look at it from another angle and go, okay, this is growth. Like I'm actually mm. learning something. Um, I had a massive printing error in one of my books where uh, I'm taking full blame, but it was, um, yeah, it didn't get picked up in multiple rounds of proofreading wow. and it came to your yeah, many eyes were on it and it didn't get till the last end the books were printed it was done and there was a huge error and so instead of going oh man like that was so frustrating it's now meant that going forward I'm so careful mm. and so it's kind of going you know what that day has now shaped me into becoming a much more um yeah someone that's more accurate with with my proofreading and and really careful and so I'm like no I think it's just your mindset shape change your mindset when you go through bad things and go no that was wow I've learned so much now from that experience it's not all bad I'm going to learn to to move forward so I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice just keep going learn from your mistakes and just keep keep pushing forward it's going to be worth it so yeah. good Hannah you are absolutely incredible I am blown away by your story and seven freaking businesses <laughs> Um, thank you sh so much for sharing your wisdom and insights with the Spark community. Best of luck. And I can't wait to have you on again and hear all of your updates. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor, but no, thank you. Thank you. That wraps another episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. I hope there was something in there that you needed today to help you on your business journey. We would absolutely love it if you subscribed and leave a review. This helps the Spark podcast find its way to other amazing women in business. If you want to hang out with us even more, join Spark 365 and you'll have me show up in your inbox every damn day with a business growth tip. Check it out at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Shout out to Spark TV sponsor IP Australia for their amazing support of the Spark podcast and women in business. And if no one tells you today, you've got this.